Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new values, and a new experience. Welcome to this week's episode of You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast Side B. Again, this is take two. I forgot to record. Fuck. Anyway, yes, this is the side of the show where we take the music that has been sent to us throughout the week and throughout weeks and months and we we give them a platform in which to be heard because we like their music. We think it's as good, if not better, than that in the mainstream that's what we believe. We hope you believe the same. For example, the song you are currently listening to is today's intro and it's from Steve Blood and the song is called Good To Be Loved. Steve, he's the founder of record labels Bad Dad's Club and Deviant Robot. Steve has co-written songs with Andrew Lee and regularly collaborates with Manchester-based counterculture rapper Grim Barsman and producer Ferry Goyment. I'm not sure who they are. Steve was born in Stockport, grew up in Buxton and moved to London in search of bright lights and gold-paved streets in 1987. Guessing he was disappointed because I've been to London. Anyway, yes, so that's the tune you're listening to. Go and check him out. We'll leave all of his socials and everything in the show notes. So with me today, as usual, tonight even, it's quite late now over over here. With me, I've got Wayne. Say hello, Wayne. Hello, everybody. It's bloody great to be here. Again. Again. Tell, tell everybody how you feel. Amazing. I'm glad you feel good. And with us on the show, with us on the show from across the pond... <laughs> From a yonder distance away in somewhere in America. Where in America are you, lads? Chicago. Awesome. The Windy City. That's right. Indeed. Yeah, we have the guys from the Mind Gap podcast. And uh, you're Justin and... Doug. Doug. That is a nice, strong, forthright name. He says that with authority. Yeah. Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here. Thanks for having us, guys. No, it's absolutely our pleasure. We've uh, been listening to your podcast and I found you rather hilarious, so we thought we'd get you on. And uh, Very you... high praise. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's what you want from podca- a comedy podcast, really, isn't it? I mean, if, if you've got a comedy podcast and people don't find you funny, you can't fight. Anyway, fuck, I'm just rambling. So, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I can't see the, the the first intro I did when I wasn't recording it was brilliant and now it's all gone to shit but anyway we're just going to move straight on because yeah so this is the guys from the Mind Gap podcast we'll find out more about them later but in the meantime we're going to go straight on to our first interview which apparently was me with the guys from Third Long and their song Meet the Sky well we are we're made up we're a four piece there's uh, uh sam war on drums there's uh rob jakes on bass guitar there's camilla urasek on uh guitars and vocals and then there's myself tom tom farley on uh guitars and lead vocals um so it's the four of us yeah i mean i don't know it's sort of had a it's sort of had quite a fragmented sort of history really i suppose it's started off with me just chucking some song ideas about the place and then I started getting uh started playing with Rob way back in the day I started working on just some you know really rough demos and stuff and then um went through a handful of uh, drummers until we found Sam and then we kind of became you know the the early kind of incarnation of third lung was a free piece um and we didn't, yeah, it, we, it, we didn't quite know. It's only recently I think we've actually figured out what we're doing. Do you know what I mean? Like who who we actually are kind of. And that was since Camilla joined. Uh, that was like the minute missing piece of the uh, puzzle. Uh, Camilla joined uh, shit probably about nearly three years ago, maybe. Um, and then since then, we've kind of, uh, we've had like a bit of a, I guess you'd call it a little bit of a classic rock edge to us, but we've always been trying to find a bit more of a cinematic sound with it. And I think you're going to, we definitely dipped our toes into those waters with Meet the Sky, uh, our last single release, but you're definitely going to hear it, the change in us with the next single, which is we're really excited to get cracking with to be honest because it's uh it's the realization of what we were trying to what what we were aiming at i think for a while so we feel like we've we've kind of got to a point where we figured out what we're trying to do do you know what i mean and we're hearing it back finally sort of uh on record which is cool i was getting i can see there's inspirations of like early grunge in there like a Going back to like Soundgarden and probably Pearl Jam, would you would you say that the like uh, the early gun scene would have an influence on what you do? Oh, massive! Yeah, I mean, I not 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 uh, not incredibly consciously, I wouldn't think. Um, how much of anything we to be fair is very conscious, but um, but yeah, definitely. There, there. I mean, we're all. I'd say. Um, at least three of us in the band are, are, are sort of massive um, fans of that particular scene. You know, a lot of the bands that came out of Seattle in the in the like late eighties and nineties and stuff, and yeah, massive Pearl Jam fans. And yeah, no, that's that's very fair to say. Yeah, quite a good. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Yeah, like I say, it's not an obvious influence. It's not. You know, you you wouldn't listen to your music and go, "Well, this is a early grunge band," but you can see there's 
you can hear nuances of of that in your work. No, fair play. I think I, I think you're right. I don't think it's very overt those influences, but yeah, well spotted. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a, a telling influence on us as a band. I would say, yeah, especially the um, sort of you know when you look at a band like Pearl Jam. There's a there's um, I don't think we're always looking for trying to. I don't want to sound too cliche too and. Yeah, too cliche, too lofty, too arty fighty, too up my own ass. Uh, but we are, you know, we're definitely trying to, you know, trying to answer. If 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 nothing else, trying to answer some personal questions. You know what I mean? But what we do, so yeah, there's some, there is some depth to it. Yeah, I think what you're doing is good. Cause at the end of the day, the, the sound that Pearl Jam brought, Soundgarden, and even Creed, and bands like that back in back in the day it was such a good sound and it's still such a good sound today and it's a case of trying to keep that vibe alive while still trying to stay contemporary if you like and i think you know you i think i think you're managing that you know you you don't sound dated but you're still keeping those sounds alive is that what you're trying to achieve i i, I really appreciate that but if I'm honest, no, I don't think that's not what we're, we're not trying to achieve that. I think if that's coming, if we're if we're being linked to some massive bands like that, then that's incredible. And I've got to be honest, especially when we're playing live, the amount, the variety um, of bands we get compared to is just it's so it's so spread out. It's so fast, fast spread, you know, um, that's good. It's, it's kind of. Yeah, oh, absolutely. They're always they're always sort of massive bands, which really gives our egos a massive, you know, stroke as well, which is great. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really sort of far reaching the amount of bands we can be compared to. And I think, I think the thing that sort of occupied, occupied us more than anything else was just trying to write a, a good song, you know, um, rather than the band being born out of a, of a particularly unique sound, I don't want to put us down or anything, but it was definitely the the concern of everyone in the band um, of just trying to write the best song we possibly could at that time. And the sound is something that has come along later. And like I say, I think with the next single, it will be a lot more obvious that we're massive fans of uh, quite quite cinematic music. Um, Like, you know, Joshua Tree would be one of those albums uh, for us that would um, especially me personally that you know it, cinematic music like that that kind of evokes a bit of a landscape is something one of our really, team's a big u2 fan so you'll get on you'd understand that yeah yeah and a kind of I, I think so i think this this the sound yeah it's it's gone through a few different subtle changes and incarnations over the years and but like i say when camilla joined we sort of really started on the road to figuring out what we were trying to accomplish and i think we're kind of getting closer to it now the next single it sounds quite there's an ethereal quality to it and um there's a spaciness to it and uh yeah it, you sort of travel with it a little bit more rather than it sounding like a, a guitar band in a room which is there's nothing wrong with that but. yeah it's really quite refreshing here and you say what you said about you know uh not trying to establish a unique sound but rather come up with some good music and there's so many bands that we come across all the time so many artists that spend so much time trying to be unique and different 
that they end up coming up with something that's just absolute dog shit to be honest because that they're, they're more focused so so focused on not sounding like anyone else that they're not focusing on the, the the music itself and you know at the end of the day some of the best music is what's already out there so there's nothing wrong with being like someone else i i don't think no that's true no, it's easy to forget, man. Like some of the, it, I I know where you're coming from. It's it's easy to forget because some of the, like the biggest bands ever, um, started life as, you know, Beatles started life as a covers band. You know what I mean? And Rolling Stones started uh, life as a a covers band, and they were you know playing all the blue standards of the day, sounding exactly like their heroes, trying to do the best impersonation of their heroes as they possibly could. And then they were. I think that's the big thing now is that um, with the music industry being what it is, very few bands are lucky enough to kind of secure a development deal. And and given, you know, very few bands have the, the funds to really pour all of their passion and their creative energy into developing as as an act, as a as a as songwriters as a you know you know developing their sound that it's um it can be a bit tricky and a lot of these bands uh all of their development is is out there for all to see it's not hidden in a rehearsal room because it's so easy to get your music up on the internet and get it out there now that there's probably i know there's i know for damn certain that there's a few tracks out there from us in the past as we were developing that I wish weren't but they are do you know what I mean so you kind of um I think most bands these days are developing in the in the light of day rather in the sort of uh, in the shadows of a fucking rehearsal room you know I, I I just I just personally I just want to write I just want to write the best songs I can that actually mean something to me one thing that I've really kind of cottoned onto recently is the importance of uh writing for instance, you know, I'm I'm sort of the lyricist in the band, so writing a lyric that I'm not embarrassed to 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 sing in like six months' time or a year's time, you know, trying to. It's not going to happen. You're always going at some point. You're going to look back and you're going to hate your work. It's just the way it is. Oh, mate! Like I, the single that we've, uh, you know, the, the last single we did, I, you know, I can't listen to it anymore. You you have those, <laughs> that honey that honeymoon period of like you know three or four listens, and you're really proud of what you've done, and then. It's like, nah, right, on to the next thing. We need to get the next one better than that, you know, sort of thing. But I guess that's what drives you forward, you know? Yeah, I remember my first band and the lead singer, he was he was, he was a fantastic songwriter, but about six months down the line, after every song, he would ditch it. The rest of the band would love it, but he, he hated his work after about six months. It didn't matter how good it was. He just hated his work after about six months. And I just... I, and I thought it was Justin, but I don't think it. I think it's everyone. Mm. Yeah, I think you just get fed up of your own. You're overplaying your own stuff because you, you hear it all the time. You're playing it all the time. You just get bored of it. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I think it's probably it's probably not a bad thing though to get too too in love with your own work. You know what I mean? <laughs> like no. I think it helps you move on to the next thing. I think if you get bored with what you're doing, it helps you progress. I suppose it gives you that kick up the arse to maybe think outside the box and try and pull something different out of the hat as well. Yeah, I think you're right. You've been together what, uh, over three years. I mean, you, you must have changed loads in that in that time. Yeah, massively. I mean, I, I think uh, a big a big tell for us is um, the lead guitarist, Camilla, has has developed because it's in the in the early days very a very reluctant lead guitarist to say the least you know very kind of not a not a great believer in her 
in her astonishing ability to be honest with you you know she's incredible she she's incredible at creating a soundscape being very creative and she has a bit of a unique style it's kind of like I sort of described it the other day as like uh, like if Noel Gallagher and Edge had a ba- a love child, you know what I mean? That's kind of <laughs> how I see Camilla's guitar playing. But that that has had, that's had a massive effect in terms of you know. So we've always kind of like I said been really focused on writing the best songs we can. But since Camilla joined and it was that missing piece of the puzzle, we've all really started paying a hell of a lot more attention to the sound of the band and i think that's like i say again i'll repeat myself quite a bit but the next single will show that that you know that kind of it's a more of a, a sort of a cinematic sort of sound yeah we're, we're certainly reaching for anyway i don't know if we're gonna nail it <laughs> but it's gone and uh what do you reckon for the rest of the year what do you see you doing for the rest of the, have you got many shows have you got any more singles yeah. albums yeah, well, we just we're actually just finalising it, so we're um, uh, the 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 sort of cementing the the last of the plans in. But yeah, we're going to be releasing a lot of music this year, which we're really really chuffed about. We've had like the next single that's coming out, we recorded Christ probably about a year ago, and it's it sort of was locked away in a darkened room for a while, and we sort of brought it out and sort of brought it to life a little bit, and. Um, so we're really chuffed to, to to get that to see the light of day. You know, we're really chuffed with that. Um, and it's the same story, really, for the next um, two to two to three singles after that. So we're hoping this year we'll be releasing at least three singles anyway. And then um, a couple, you know, sort of fully fledged sort of singles. And then there'll be a couple of uh, strip, stripped back versions of uh, singles we've released in the past which was a, a nice little project that we did uh, a few months ago so we'll be bringing that out as well so yeah there's going to be probably it's going to be the busiest year for us so far with uh, single releases that we've had yet and um, and then we've got some really nice shows that we'll be able to announce soon but it, you know being January it's all kind of just finalizing details and uh, and then we'll be able to start announcing uh, a few really nice shows for the summer so looking forward to that um you guys are obviously from the uk you're the yeah, first yeah. uk band i think i've interviewed so far this year which is unusual being that the podcast is based in the uk so when did you guys sorry to take over a little bit but i'm really curious like um because i mean that's all i do is listen to podcasts so when did you guys um start this podcast april 2018 Really, oh, quite you know, relatively recently then, and yeah, it's quite new. Really well, yeah, um, yeah, we've we've got a lot of traction in a short space of time. I think it's because um, most podcasts, in fact, the majority of them, are, they're, they're you know they produce entertainment for you to listen to. We try to produce entertainment and uh, service at the same time for artists. You know, we try to help artists get out there, get known. Give them a platform if you like. So we find a lot of artists and musicians following us as well. So it's yeah, we're not we're not just trying to provide an entertaining entertaining platform, but a, a useful one as well. That's awesome, man. That's quality. Fair play to you. Yeah, best of mm. luck. That's great. But yourself, uh, Matt. Yeah, sorry, I, I sound. I, like I'm, st- I'm so tired. I've been interviewing all day, and I've been. <laughs> what you're smoking over there, man? Yeah, no. Nah, 
<laughs> no, oh, just so be, just this weekend and this week, I just I'm just knackered now. I just wanna, yeah. But um, no, fair play. It's getting late on a Sunday night, man. It is. Yeah, I was finished yesterday, to be honest. <laughs> right, I'm just looking down my notes. What else can I ask you? Okay, I'm gonna ask you a few silly little questions then before we round up. I always ask these same questions to everybody. I might have to change them uh, soon because they're starting to get a bit repetitive now. Okay. You're going on holiday. You're going somewhere nice on holiday for a week. Where where would you go? Oh, anywhere. Alone, You've the got moment. the money. Oh, right. Just anywhere. Anywhere, yeah, anywhere you want. You can go anywhere. Uh, New Zealand, I think. Ah, sounds um, awful. Sounds like yeah. England. So it's England, but slightly better weather. Actually, is the, is the, the weather better? Um. Yeah, it's meant to be gorgeous out there. What the hell are you on about? They filmed Lord of the Rings there. Like, yeah, that's, I, I that, that's where you're coming from. It's like Wales. It's just like Wales, but bigger. It's kind of like Wales and steroids. I love Wales, though. What's wrong with Wales? <laughs> no, Wales is good. Wales. Yeah, no, it's the weather. It's it's awful. <laughs> oh, no, to be fair. I want to go <laughs> yeah. to Rome, and I want to go to Rome really soon, to be fair. Um, so if I had the money right this second, I would bugger off to Rome for a week. Okay. Okay, so you're going to Rome for a week. Oh, you're taking, so you're taking, you're taking with you an MP3 player. It's an old MP3 player, and you only have WAV files on your computer, so you can only fit two songs on this MP3 player. And they've got to last you a week, and they're the only songs you're going to get to listen to. What two songs are you taking? Okay, I think uh, I'll go for Nick Cave, and I'll go for Into My Arms. I think Nick Cave. Yeah, I think I'll go for Nick Cave and the Bad. Uh, Do you know what I found about Nick Cave recently? What's that? Musicians, musicians love Nick Cave. Yeah, a lot, lots of musicians you have on the podcast. I mean, we have like I'm probably speaking to I don't know ten different artists a week, and loads and loads of artists love Nick Cave. Not many non-musicians know who Nick Cave is. Yeah, he's an interesting one, isn't he? He's a bit of an enigma, to be fair. So you chose Nick Cave and the song. Uh, into into my arms. I think, yeah, is that one. That was the first one. Really, oh, that was the first one. Yeah, and then uh, oh shit, I don't know. Uh, uh, I can see it on my show. I'm going to go for you two and bad, just because. Neil, the other guy on the podcast, he should have took this interview. He's a massive you two fan. I think he's in yeah. them. He's in them live. He also like you. If you know anything like him, he likes Pink Floyd and REM and uh, uh, Pink Floyd. Yeah, Neil. Yeah, he loves them. Yeah. Yeah, he should have took this interview. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just I'll have to settle for you, I guess, Richie. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Never, never mind. <laughs> we'll have you back. We'll have you back on the main show in future or something. You can you can, oh, you can speak to him. You can speak to him then. Yeah, nice one. So the next question then. Moving on. Moving on. Next question. If you could erase one song, so it doesn't exist anymore. No one can listen to it. It's just completely gone. Despite the backlash you might get off the people that do like it, you hate it that much. What song are you getting rid of? Oh, Jesus Christ. So many. Oh, mate. Um, you know, like you said about like certain pop acts, um, you know, there are yeah. certain pop acts that you sort of, you know, like maybe if you're a little bit younger or like back in the day, you you wouldn't admit to like loving them. But like, you know, like... You gotta love. You gotta love a bit of Kylie these days. Do you know what I mean? And you gotta yeah, Spice Girls. But one, one, you know, like I, I guess it would be a one-hit wonder that I would that I would cast away. Like a, I don't know, like a Cheeky Girls or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, 
I can think of one of those as well. There was one from back in, I think it might have been around about 95. And all they did was they got a Casio, I'm sure it was just one of the old Casio small keyboards. And they put, and they pressed the, the demo button and then sang a really shitty song over the top of it. And it got to like number one or something. I just thought, why? Why did that get to number one? Exactly. You know, like, you know, when there's like just like a one hit wonder that's just a blatant money spinner. And that's yeah. all it's there for. Yeah. At least like with like uh, a band like the, you know, the Spice Girls, there was, you know, there was a lot of. Uh, a lot they had of a good album. I I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to admit it. I, I liked some, their album. Like, mate, massive songs. Massive. <laughs> yeah. There was. <laughs> there was. And the, yeah. the sister even today still makes me quite nostalgic when I, when I listen to them. Yeah. I'm going to have to edit that out. Ah, oh, no, you can't leave that. <laughs> hey, if I admitted it, you, you've got okay. to take, uh, okay. some of the weight on that one. <laughs> right, okay, last question, last question. Right, so if you could collaborate with one artist dead and one artist alive, who would you collaborate with? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I think I'm going for a bit of a Leonard Cohen phase, so I think I'll, I'll choose Leonard Cohen for the... Another one that's a bit like Nick Cave. All the artists like uh, Leonard Cohen. Not many people that aren't artists know who Leonard Cohen is. Yeah, right. I, I, I think his 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 fan. But I think he just had one of those sort of not fanatical, probably not the right word, but just he had a bit of a cult yeah. following, didn't he? He did, yeah. And I think the 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 people, especially like obviously Jeff Buckley's cover of hallelujah always comes to mind but his his music seemed to sort of reach heights when covered by other artists that he wasn't quite able to get on his own in from a term you know from the terms of commercial success i guess i mean mm. i might be wrong there but it seems it seems that way to me but yeah leonard cohen would be one yeah definitely i'm just so into him at the moment he's the he, talking about like lyrical depth but lyrical depth with with apparent you know sort of seemingly saying fuck all do you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. his, his lyrics are so concise and so simple but yet there's oh the depth of it's just insane like you could you could study it for a, a year and you still wouldn't quite grasp what's going on inside of it i love that i love that sort of side of things awesome well i'm going to i'm going to go now cuz i've had enough i'm so tired yeah. <laughs> and um that's a good way to end it like i've had enough now i'm fucking i have had enough <laughs> <laughs> but before i go uh if our followers want to find you they want to listen to you they want to actually you know uh follow you on socials where can they do that it would the probably easiest thing to do is to go to thirdlungband.com and it's uh, it's a glorified holding page at the moment, but all the links to all the socials are on there. So yeah, thirdlangband.com and our Spotify, our Facebook, our Twitter, all the usual socials are up there. Um, so yeah, go to the website and and we're gonna play your song. Is it Meet the Sky? Yes, that would be great. Yes, excellent. We're gonna play that. Is that from a upcoming album or an album that's out, or is it just a standalone song? That's a standalone, a standalone single, yeah. Uh, we released okay. that uh, end of last year. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, all the all of the links and everything in the show notes. Go check out Third Lung and show them some love. In the meantime, here is Meet the Sky 
Bye, third long. Remember where we both stand.
that was Third Lung and their song Meet the Sky. Wayne, tell us what you told us before. <clears throat> so I'll tell you again. Uh, it started, you know, it starts really strong. It's a lovely, you know, really nice, simple little guitar riff with a hammer on. Love that. And then it, it builds in. Then you get that, like, vocal. It's really strong. It feels sort of um, musical theatre-esque. But as I said before, it's got like an 80s vibe mixed with a mid-2000 American rock like John Farnham, who sings, you know, the voice. With the voice, try and understand. Don't sing it, it Wayne, don't sing it. <laughs> you love it. It's um, such a good song, I don't you to ruin it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like John Farnham sort of uh, head, heading up three doors down and, and them two being close together. You know, there's some really interesting bits in the song. I think the song is brilliantly recorded, by the way. It's, uh, it's really well produced. There's some really interesting things they do. Uh, I really love that sort of false step as you lead into... The, the chorus that doesn't do the chorus, it just sort of blends into the second verse. It, it's like a build up and then stops and then starts again. And then you get the drums come in. <clears throat> it's really nice. Um, uh, I love the lyrics, uh, even if some of them feel very nonsensical, you know, <laughs> like um, breathe, uh, breathing galaxies. That was one. It was a bit weird. And Yeah, uh, that's a very big person. It, does my microphone sound any different, by the way? It's fine, yeah, it's clear. That's okay, come on. Mm. So I've just been um, fucking about by accident. <laughs> uh, the whole um, thumb to block out, uh, you know, to eclipse the moon, that sort of thing. My, my question is... LSD, is the that's music? the answer. That, that's what they've been doing. Lots of LSD, lots Absolutely. of acid. My, my, my question is to you guys, is this the music that Dawson from Dawson's Creek now listens to? 100%. 100%. Without a doubt. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> no, you don't. I forget it. Uh, <laughs> Neil, we need Neil for that. Yeah. So, um, you guys, uh, Doug and Justin, are you, are you musically inclined? I mean, do you do you, you know do you do you play instruments or have you ever been in any bands? Yeah. I, so we both we both play uh, guitar, and I was in high school. This is Justin. I was in a band, um, uh, kind of a garage rock. Doug wasn't in high school. I was not in high school, no. <laughs> he was, was in Nicaragua yeah. and we don't want to talk about it. Right. <laughs> different Legally, time, different place. Say anything about that. <laughs> but it, I, yeah, we just play for fun now. Um, but we both, we both have a huge appreciation for music, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I spent some time, I was in a cover band in high school doing a lot of like, uh, just whatever alternative rock at the time, a lot of Blink-182 things of that nature. Uh, so guitar, a little bit of bass, and then I've just sort of like dabbled with it as a hobby since then. Uh, I had a dream of being in the music business. I went to grad school uh, for that, uh, as you can probably not tell or whatever. Uh, it didn't work out. Uh, but uh, I dabbled a little bit in music supervision for a couple of indie films, so clearing the rights for use uh, in that. And uh, I worked for a, uh, a uh, ASCAP, the American Society of Composers, Artists, and Publishers, as a music investigator, uh, So, which was really fun. Just trying to make sure that bars and places like that were paying their licenses uh, for artists. So, uh, yeah, so big appreciation for music. Always been a big part of what I do. Excellent. And what did you think of this song? Uh, well, for me... Um, I it's this is it's probably just be a, a part of my upbringing. It felt like a very kind of Christian rock kind of vibe because I also watched the video with it as well, and just a guy at the shore throwing rocks into the ocean. 
sort of stuff. And I, I definitely I enjoyed it. I enjoyed sort of the uh, it was very sorrowful in a lot of ways. And uh, it, it was very um, there's a lot of emotion in there. It's definitely not my typical music style, but I really appreciate it. It's something that I can imagine would be on a TV show with very emotional sequence, you know, between two people. This this music playing in the background that's really going to tug at the at the heartstrings. Like Pacey and Joey breaking up for the fifth time. Exactly. See, he gets it. He understands. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> what do you think, Justin? I uh, yeah, I <clears throat> I kind of agree with Wayne. Like produ- production wise, I thought it was produced really well. Um, I I kind of heard similarly. I heard Bono meets Creed. It's like a YouTube meets Creed kind of thing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, personally, I felt I had a hard time connecting to the emotion of the song. Um, and as same with Doug, like I, I'm such a visual person that I saw the, if I had closed my eyes and listened to that first, I think I would have had a different reaction. But I'm very much not a fan of the music video. And so I think that kind of tainted my take on the actual song. Okay. I got mm. similar to you. So I was just getting the old Creed with Snow Patrol. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Yeah. But the uh, music, musicality, and everything—they're they're not nothing amazing, outstanding. They're very good, and uh, I don't—uncomplicated, but good and nice and easy, easy listening. I thought mm-hmm. it was very listening. Yeah. yeah. So that was, like I said, that was third long. Meet the sky. Uh, we'll leave all their stuffs in the show notes, uh, so you can check them out. All their links. Facebooks and the likes Go check them out, go and listen to them If you like them, go and buy their work Support yes. Support your indie artists We say it over and over again People are probably getting fed up of hearing it But the more you do it, the less I'm inclined to say it That's not true <laughs> It's not true <laughs> So we're going to move on We're going to move on to our next artist Who is Fake Magic With Catcher in the Rye uh, so this is Brian and, and Greg from Fake Magic. Howdy. Howdy, howdy. And uh, f- Fake Magic, who is Fake Magic? What are you all about? What's your story? Uh, well, it's just the two of us. And I think, um, you know, it started as a project that we were really just, we, we both enjoy making music. And, and I think I pitched it initially as just something for golf for people that don't play golf. You know, it's something you can do once a week and just have have fun with and noodle around and not really worry what happens with it. Um, and that was sort of the spirit of it is just finding the fun in music, just something to kick back and, and listen to or enjoy. Um, I think that's that's where it started from. It's like a, a Sunday meetup kind of band. Yeah, just uh, for fun, kind of passion recording project. Okay, I mean that's that's where I think that's where most bands start from. Uh, when I was, I've been in a few bands, and that's the way it always started for me. You know, you love music, you enjoy music, you want to play music, and then after a certain amount of time, you end up start taking it a bit more serious. And I think that's where I lost my passion for bands because it starts being more like a job then, and I, I lost my passion for it. But if you're managing to keep that enthusiasm, then yeah, kudos to you. Totally. And, and I mean, we can relate to like, I mean, we we've known each other since like grade two. Like we, we live down the street from each other in like the suburbs of Toronto. And uh, we we used to love it. And then I think for a while, Greg went off and did a bunch of, of 
fairly successful music projects and I, I moved more into the comedy space. So I was doing stand up, I was doing sketch comedy for a while. And then it, it took a while for us to reconnect uh, and sort of realize that like, oh yeah, that was really fun. We should yeah. do that again. So how long have you, you been together now? Uh, we've been working on this thing for almost exactly three or just over three years, I yeah. guess now. But uh, it took us a while to to uh, put something together that we felt good about uh, releasing. And uh, so we put out the first record uh, the end of last year, a couple of videos to go with that. And um, our goal for this year is to just kind of double the output. We'd love to put out two records this year. You know, like you said, it's not really uh, a day job for us. So we try not to set uh, strict uh, deadlines or anything like that. But, you know, you need something to, to keep you motivated and going. Yeah, it seems to have more momentum. The more we do, the more creative ideas pop up. So we figure we might, might as well lean into it. Oh, exactly. And how would you describe your sound? Ooh, <laughs> I think rock is a good blanket yeah. statement. We've, uh, we, I think we've been uh, struggling with this since uh, the very early days, like three years ago. I, I kind of stumbled upon, like, dork rock. And, um, you know, we uh, have a lot of rock influences, very uh, uh, guitar-heavy sort of stuff, but uh, don't take ourselves too seriously. We always like a little tongue-in-cheek joke, but, um, yeah, just, uh, it's a little dorky, a little nerdy, but... Uh, yeah, suburb rock, I yeah. think, was, was one. It's, it's hard to define. I don't think we're going for any one specific genre. It's, it's more like what excites us about rock and sort of leaning into different things as, as they pop up and feel right. Right, and we have a bunch of influences outside of rock, too. Like uh, We like getting more into electronic drums or kind of like loopy drum machine-y type things every now and again, too. But it's, yeah, whatever. We don't try to put uh, too many restraints on it. So you like to shake it up a bit, you like to experiment. You don't like to try and keep yourself in a box, as it were. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's always an experiment. And even, uh, we've got a pretty big backlog of material these days, and we just uh, find that we go through phases that the material starts to align itself and put itself together into various records. And they all have kind of their own flair or influences. And our, our uh, whatever we're listening to at the moment definitely has a bit of influence on that. And there's a pretty big range of that from, you know, obviously a lot of rock and jazz and hip hop or folk or whatever have you. Yeah, you um, you mentioned earlier that the the exact same words I was going to use tongue in cheek. I was watching the videos in Madeline, Madeline, right? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. You you obviously don't take yourself too serious. There's a comedy element to it, and I think that's good. You know, I think it I think it makes you more attractive to you know it makes you more accessible and I, 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 like, yeah. I like that you know it's your music yeah it was weird it was weird watching the video because I had to separate the music from the video because the music was quite you know just not not normal but set sensible but the video was so yeah I had to kind of listen to it a second time with my eyes closed but uh yeah I like, I like that I like that fact about you that you there's a bit of a comedy element is that the only video you've done or have you got some others um we we have we have a one that was just a live recording uh, as well. I'm spacing on the name at the moment. Uh, that was from for Muffin. Yeah, for Muffin, which is another uh, off the new album. 
Um, but that was just a, a very uh, low key, just live recording to get get something else out the door. I think in the in the coming year, we're planning on a couple more videos to to give some visuals to some music that's already kicking around. Yeah, and that's some media we like playing around too. Like you said, it, it it's uh, it can highlight the more uh, comedic side of what we're doing because uh, yeah, it's it, it's interesting that you had to kind of listen to it in two different mindsets because. Uh, yeah, we, we try to be a little innocuous with the comedy sometimes, like kind of bury it under, like if you're not really paying attention, you might miss a joke or two, but we like to have that there. If you are, you know, digging into it a bit, you might get something more out of it. Yeah, like we never wanted it to be like a flight of the Concords or something where, where the comedy is 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 ahead of, of everything else, right. you know, is, is based around the joke. Like I think for us, it's more about if it's funny, it's funny. And that's something great about it. And, you know, never to shy away from that. But also it doesn't have to be a joke a minute kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's the best thing about comedy. So I did a bit of stand up myself and I think subtle comedy is better. I think if it's in too, too in, especially with music, if it's too in your face, it takes away from the music, I think. It's like weird, yeah, weird Al. I think, you know, as, as <laughs> yeah, good as good as good as he is, I think it just takes away from his music, and that's why he's never been taken really that serious as a musician. Yeah, like we we love Weird Al. I mean, it was one of the first things that we bonded about as friends was just how obsessed we were. We both were with him. But yeah, it's not like you're gonna walk down the street listening to Weird Al on Spotify. <laughs> I definitely have done that. Before. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I've done that myself. <laughs> Singing so really along to Albuquerque. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what's next for you guys? Do, do you do many shows? Uh, we haven't yet. It's just been the two of us so far, but that's definitely something that's on the to-do list. We'd love um, love to put a little band together and start doing some shows because, uh, yeah, another aspect of our music is we like to have fun with it. And we always kind of try and keep the live element in mind. And that's the reason why we try to throw in a joke now and again as well, just because we want people to have fun listening to the music and that's also why we there's a bit of a simple kind of loopy dancey element to it we just want people to be in a room and you know have a good time and be able to dance around a little bit so that's definitely on the on the uh, agenda for this year because i think that would be pretty uh, pretty fun for us yeah and i think we're also planning a couple of videos in the works we have a couple of albums that we hope to put out in 2020 um so we we have a lot of content that we that we really feel the urge to to get out there because we've we've had a lot of positive uh reactions out of the first album which is very much just a test to see you know if there was any appetite for this kind of thing and it seems like there definitely is so we definitely want to keep it keep the ball rolling and fake magic the band name how, how did that come about i i think it was we we had it down to a good five names and i think when we when we did the video for madeline i think we asked asked our pals who had come in uh, to, to shoot the video with us, which one worked for them the most. So we, we crowdsourced it a little bit. Yeah. And I think the, <laughs> the general thing that we liked it about initially and, and what they did is just, it, it sort of implies that there's real magic in the world. Like, but, but that's not what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just hucksters. It's a bit of a silly misnomer. Yeah, a bit like Monty Python doesn't really mean anything. It's, it's a fun... It's a fun statement that immediately sort of implies our level of we're just here for a good time. Right. It's weird because, I mean, like I say, I've been in bands myself. You always come up with some fantastic names and some fantastic ideas for names. Like One of the n- names that we came up with was uh, 
it was equals 85 was the name of the band and when people are asking what why equals 85 he's going to say because sum 41 plus 44 is 85 <laughs> equals 85 <laughs> but instead after all the genius names we came up with you end up settling with something simple totally it's it's the meaning the meaning of the universe yeah everybody is, uh, seems to have the same story <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's the other thing is like being in in bands for a number of years I re- really wanted something that you can say in a loud room and people will pick it up. You, it's not something you have to... People will be like, what? What was that? So uh, I, I hopefully... You need something that catches people's attention as well. So we nearly called our band Rape. So you can shout that out and that catches, that catches everybody's attention. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. We are Rape. <laughs> no, sorry. sorry, no, no. Rape porn. That was it. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's better. Well, you have our attention. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to edit that out. <laughs> okay. It's hard, it'd hard, be, hard to be found on Google for that. Yeah. Think, uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go looking for a band called Rape Porn on Google, do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get everything but yeah <laughs> yeah Hard to get good seo on that <laughs> yeah you probably have the police knocking on your door no manner yeah <laughs> yeah probably okay so okay i'm just gonna ask you a few silly little questions to round up to round up um right so you're sure. going you're going on holiday you're going somewhere nice on holiday uh where would you go if you're going on holiday if you had uh, any if you could I, go anywhere if you could go anywhere for a week one week for I, me it's arizona right now but I, I don't know what Brian feels. You can yeah, get... I might go Italy. Okay. Oh, I, these are. I, I like your choice too, Greg. Yeah. Well, can't go good. wrong with either one. Yeah. Okay. So you're going on holiday to these destinations. You're taking with yourself an MP3 player, and um, yeah, it's it's an old one, and all you have on your computer is WAV files. So you can only fit two songs on this MP3 player, and these two songs are the only songs you're going to get to listen to all week. So, what songs are you taking? Uh, uh, right now, for me, uh, there's a song, uh, Havana Burning, uh, by Dan Reader. That's, uh, that would be one of them. Mm, yeah, I'd have to agree on that. He's, and, he's on my list, too. Um, Something by Thundercat? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Thundercat, that's a new one on me. He's got a new track, too, I've been meaning to listen to, but... Um, it would, I, I think for me, the other track would either have to be like a Jeff Buckley or, uh, Elliot Smith. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I might go Tom Petty, maybe. Okay. Tom Petty mood. For yeah. Sure. Nice, nice. Let's, let's get to the point. Let's mm. roll another. <laughs> you know, it is legal here now, so. Uh, yeah. It yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if it was something that I did, I might consider moving, but I, it doesn't bother me. So, I mean, how, how have you found how have you found Canada since that happened? Uh, like, it's strange, you know. Is everybody just walking around like a zombie? <laughs> uh, no, that, that's the thing is, like, I don't think any more people are smoking. It's just people are, you know, less stressed about it, I guess. Yeah. Like, it is less of a stigma around it. But right. I, it's, it's not like everyone went hog wild and immediately got stoned in the streets or anything. Because anyone that was is interested in that sort of thing was already doing it. It was just formalizing, you know. Yeah. It uh, was kind of unspoken for a number of years now already so i mean we've, we've asked some of the, our previous guests the same question but um i was just wondering if it's changed over time but uh canada's such a chilled place anyway i can only imagine it's just made it even more chilled 
Totally. Yeah, there, yeah. there might be an extra degree of chill. Yeah, five percent more chill yeah. than than pre legalization. Yeah. Okay. Right. Next question then. So, if you could take one song and erase it so it doesn't exist, it's completely gone and there's no way of getting it back, you hate it that much, and you don't care about the backlash off the people that do like it, what song are you going to get rid of? Uh, I think, um, what's that Blink-182 what's that song? All this I Miss thing? You. Oh, I Miss You? Miss yeah. You. I think maybe that one. <laughs> okay. Miss You, Miss You. Yeah. Tonight. The Upright Days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tonight. That, that whole pop-punk thing that uh they helped initiate it. It didn't work for me at all. Yeah, I wasn't and a then fan. When they tried to take themselves seriously, on top of that, that's uh, you know, I, I can't be too much a hater. I when I first picked up a bass, a few of the first songs I learned it's because were, it's so easy to play. Oh, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, then uh, as soon as I got a little bit better, I uh, quickly moved on from that to the offspring. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, what song would you choose? Oof. Um. Maybe something Katy Perry. I don't know. Like a. She, I, I I like her generally, but I feel like a, there was a period where I you like her to look at. <laughs> she had some bangers. She no. She definitely. She she's got definitely got good pair of bangers. Yeah. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I might have to edit that as well. <laughs> I think it's hard because if I hate it, I'm just not going to look for it, which means ultimately in the sieve that is my brain, it's just not going to stick around very, very much. Uh, yeah. Oh, anything by Little Peep? Can I throw it? Can I oh, have yeah, anything. Answer? Yeah, and that sort of new Xanax <laughs> line of, of rap songs, I can I can file that away. Yeah. Especially because it feels to me like it's recycled Blink-182. It's like, no, we, we've been there. You, you don't have to dress it up again, you know? Well, music does yeah. come around and, uh, you know... It, does do its turns again doesn't it and it's been a while now since that era of rock i think that was like what the early 2000s late 90s totally it is funny to see because uh i i often i work with a bunch of younger people like early 20s and yeah they you see them uh a lot of the same trends coming around again and it's kind of nice to have a bit of uh uh yeah, you see the millennials listening to it like it's something new, like they've discovered exactly. it. Yeah, but then I also instantly remember those days when I was in that place. I'm like, this is the newest cool thing. Nothing's ever existed like this. And just, you know, the older folks just, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, Sonny. You'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, right. So next, last question. If you could collaborate with any artist, one dead and one alive, who would you collaborate with? And why? Uh, okay, if, if I'm going to pick a live one, I'd love to do something with Bootsy Collins. Oh, nice pick. Okay. Uh, what about your dead guy? Ooh, dead guy. Or girl. Or girl. People don't pick dead girls. I can't think of anybody that's picked a dead girl. <laughs> I'll give you some time. I, I think I got mine. Yeah, okay. Uh, for dead guy, I'm going with David Bowie. And for a live guy, I'm going with Trent Reznor. I, uh, Ooh, yeah. I quite like uh, thinking about things from the production side, and, and Trent's one of the, 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 my favorites on that side. Okay, cool. I'll, and, I'll go Tom Petty for Dead Guy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Good choice, Try good that. choice. <laughs> Excellent. Lovely. Right. So if our followers and our listeners, they want to 
find you, they want to listen to you, they want to you know stalk you and the likes. Where can they? Where can they do that? Uh, Spotify is a great place to look for us. So if you just type in Fake Magic, our new album Hi-Fi is out there right now. It's fairly easy to find. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Twitter. SoundCloud, Bandcamp, pretty much uh, we're trying to plaster it everywhere, make it uh, things like accessible as possible. And our, our YouTube channel, we hope to add a few things to that in the not too distant future. And you've got your Facebooks and your Instagrams and the likes. Yeah, Facebook might be the one we're not on, but we're on pretty much everything else. Oh, wow. Okay, well, we'll put those in the show notes for you. And so, yeah, thank you for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, no, thank you so much for having us. This has been fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Richie. And without no further ado, here is Catch Out in the Rye by Fake Magic. fake magic with catcher in the right and I, I, I had a bigger gap then than usual because I was trying to think what the hell I'm not on <laughs> oh yeah so this was a very generic song um, I don't know why I chose it I, I'm going to edit that out <laughs> <laughs> um, Wayne what did you think catcher in the right by fake magic from their album, Hi-Fi. So isn't all magic fake? No, real Harry Potter magic is real. Yes. But that's... So, is it Stop asking my... silly questions and move on. Let's shut them right <laughs> down, okay. I love it. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> right, um... Have you ever seen Penn and Teller? Is... What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's... Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so this this is this very two thousands tonight. I'm, I'm picking up like a, a really like two thousands indie sound from this, you know, like um, Interpol and the Strokes, that sort of thing. All bands with the in the name that were around in the mid two thousands, you know, that sort of thing. Um, 
struggled with the lyrics in this one. Couldn't really get it out, you know, and, and work around it. And Catcher in the Rye, um, I didn't really understand what the, the reference to, to Catcher in the Rye was. So that's that's on me. Obviously, I haven't listened to it enough or caught the lyrics and understood it. It was a nice song. Again, really well produced. It's got that um, little bit of reverb and feedback on the voice that gives it that sort of indie sound. Yes, it's really nice. Yeah, I I, I agree. It's, uh, again, same as the last one. It's very, there's nothing over complicated. It's quite easy music, but it's done well, so it doesn't need to be complicated. I think you can overcomplicate music sometimes. I think Radiohead does it. I think they're a fantastic band, very intelligent music, but it's just not very attractive. This isn't as intelligent as Radiohead, but yeah, it's easier to listen to. It's something that you can come back to and enjoy. Yeah, so what do you guys think? I think the fact that it was 2 minutes 20 seconds was the sweet spot for this song uh, because it was like that the the music that they had as kind of the base of everything was very repetitive. And actually I found like when the drum when the drum break in the middle happened, it was a very welcome break and it like allowed me to kind of get back into it in the second half. Uh, but I had a very kind of like Black Keys, the Strokes, kind of uh, I, I could I could feel the that kind of vibe. It was really really listenable for me. I, I I liked that it didn't take too much. I didn't really have to sit and pick it apart because it was it was just more of a fun a fun song, you know. Yeah, yeah I agree. I think um, there was there's I agree with Justin in the sense that it was uh, it had a bit of a repetitive nature to it, and but I liked it was fun. This is the kind of song that I imagine you know you walk into like. A college party, or it's on in a bar, and it's it's like playing in the background. It's got a nice energy to it. People, are, I think, I, I I hear it, and I think fun, uh, just enjoyable, just you know, some good energy. Like you said, nothing complicated. I like what you said, Richie, about you know sometimes music tries to be too intelligent. And it it just doesn't seem accessible, and this is something that it feels accessible and it feels um, just fun. And Wayne, I also appreciate that you're you're always listening to the lyrics, man. I. I do not do that right away. I'm always just listening to the sound. So when you're like, I was heard the lyrics, I'm like, oh crap, I probably should have really listened closer to that, to the lyrics. Because it's only took me three years, mate. You know, took me that long to get around to doing it. In fairness, Doug doesn't normally listen to what people say. What? I was going to say, I've been doing this three years and I still don't listen to the lyrics. He doesn't fucking listen to a word I say, let alone the fucking lyrics of the band. So, yeah. Look, it works. See, everyone's the same. I love it. But yeah, all in all, um, nice song. I think these would be a good band to see live. You know, uh, oh, for sure. Few beers, these on the on the stage playing there, doing their thing. I think yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, five o'clock Great. festival slot, absolutely. Yeah, have a high energy. Mm. Yeah, but we're, we're we're speeding through this today, boys. Speeding through this. We really it takes a lot longer. We've, we've we're still on the first song usually by now. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not complaining, mind. Makes the edit, ma- I was like, are we ma- doing it wrong? <laughs> no, it makes the edit a lot easier. <laughs> right, so we move swiftly on now, swiftly on to our next band, Thirsty Curses. This is Wayne's chat with Thirsty Curses and their song, Cold Black Ink. Uh, we are based out of Raleigh, North Carolina in the southeastern United States. For the uninitiated, tell us what the Thirsty Curses are about. Yeah, we're a four-piece uh, rock band. Um, we kind of blend a bunch of different genres. Uh, we go uh, in between like um, 
it's just rock, like alternative rock, uh, alt country, punk, and sort of some some pop influences as well. But we kind of do hop hop around on genres uh, sometimes from song to song. Uh, we formed in early 2017 and have put out uh, three records uh, since then. Our most recent one came out in uh, November 2019, self-titled. Uh, was released through Spectre Music Group, a label based in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, nice. Yeah, we're currently just uh, performing locally and regionally. Uh, we do some uh, some weekend tours here and there, but uh, predominantly just in the southeast U.S. Going, going back to your sound, yeah, I've, in my little notes I've wrote down, I've wrote um, post-punk Americana with inflections of gypsy swing. That's what I wrote down. It's, hey, that works. I'm going to have to steal that. <laughs> it's, it, it's really hard to sort of pigeonhole you guys and, and put a label on it because from song to song, you guys are, blend like you say blending so many different genres you know and it, it works completely but right. in one in one song you've got like the, the i can hear a bit of dashboard confessional and then it comes out of that and you do something that sounds counting crows-esque and then you come out of that and then it could easily you could be playing a vintage fair you know <laughs> and yeah. that sort of thing um is that a conscious uh decision to go through all those genres or is it something that you guys all bring to the table separately or yeah, no, it's not uh, not necessarily conscious, but I, I guess I write probably like 90, 95% of the material and just, I don't know, I listen to a bunch of different stuff and uh, we just kind of play um, songs that that come out and I guess we don't really think, you know, we are going to try to go this direction or try to not go this direction. It just kind of organically comes comes out like it is, you know. Yeah, all the songs work as a whole. I was just interested because it's it's a very unique sound you guys have got. Where where does your influence come from to, to write these songs? Is it just listening to loads of different bands and taking bits you like from either of them, or is it something that's just natural to you? Uh, probably the former. I mean, um, you know, when I first got into music, I listened to a lot of uh, classic stuff, I guess like the Beatles and uh, that era, but... Um, as I kind of hit early adulthood, I got really into to punk rock and that I feel like there's a punk, a punk influence that runs through a lot of the stuff. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, I've just listened to a bunch of different music over, over the years. Uh, and yeah, just kind of pull from one of those influences that are varied and change from time to time. I mean, there was a period in my life where I was listening to a lot more old country and writing a lot more as a result. Um, so it just kind of comes in different waves based on what's, what I'm listening to or something that strikes me or just even something I want to try to write. The, um, I mean, the punk influence really does shine through, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it feels like it's the spine of the band and then, and then the rest of it is sort of, you're coloring the edges with maybe a bit of country or Americana or something like that. But yeah, that, that punk influence you say yeah you, you can really feel that do you guys play regular is is uh how tight are you are you as a band yeah no we play uh several times a month both locally and regionally i mean we're uh we're setting to go out on the road in may again but yeah i mean we play at least a handful of times every month um both in and around north carolina we go up to virginia and the surrounding states a lot but yeah nice we try to stay active, try to stay busy. Excellent. What's uh, What could you expect from a Thirsty Curses show? 
Uh, it's it's definitely high energy. We tend to play a lot of our more upbeat stuff when we go live, and uh, we move around a lot on stage. Uh, so I mean, it's it's it tends to be a pretty entertaining thing to watch. I think uh, <laughs> I kind of jump around and run around the stage a bunch. Um, yeah, it's definitely super energetic. Brilliant. Um, what's uh, what's the story behind the name? Um, I guess it's just sort of a. Uh, it's two things. I mean, it, it basically. Uh, I like the sort of cadence and um, sound of the two words together, but I mean, it's definitely a reference to kind of uh, being drawn towards things that you know have have an appeal, but also can can be kind of self destructive. I guess. <laughs> right, got you, yeah. And also, if you're really drunk, you're not going to be able to say that name at all, are you? <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> but, Brilliant. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely there's been some. Um, I guess all the members in the band at different times have had some issues with substance stuff so uh, I, think, um, I think that's that this is 90 percent of the western world i believe is uh yeah in, so on <laughs> in that on that angle hopefully it's something a lot of people can relate to <laughs> exactly uh, what what song are you bringing this week sorry i haven't got it written down i don't think richard sent it me what, what song are you uh are you wanting to play on the podcast um yeah i don't uh know that it was ever really discussed um i would say either uh smash hit or cold black ink right okay i uh, will go with cold black ink then just a quick parenthesis richie did email in the song only wayne doesn't read his emails by the looks of it so is there a story behind the song uh i wrote that when i was uh going through a long period of uh drying out i guess and, uh, right, okay song's kind of about uh reminiscing or longing for those those more reckless days <laughs> i've I, I'm, I'm not a big drinker anymore but occasionally i have i have a longing to, to go and just yeah do exactly that <laughs> right right no I've, I've had this i've scaled it back a good bit myself too but yeah there was a i'm a little getting a little older too body can't really <laughs> handle it as much <laughs> i feel you there i feel you yeah, yeah. um so you obviously you got you've got this tour planned and uh you've got this is it a new album i can't i can't i've only listened to it today as well yeah it, it came out in november november right. year, so it's it's like uh it's about two or three months old it's yeah, pretty I, new I, but gotta say, I love it. I think it's a really good album. Like I say, the, the smashing together of genres and and the way it flows, and it reminds me of of bands that I listened to when I was like in my mid twenties. I'm I'm forty this year. Bands like um, yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of a band called Inception, and there's another band called Kinesis. It was sort of post hardcorey type, but with a with a softer edge. And I think you guys would have just fit in that scene absolutely perfectly. It, it, you know, you've got that sort of sound and that feel. No, nice. I'll check out those bands. I actually haven't heard of them. Um, no, they, 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 I think um, Kine- uh, not Kinesis. Kinesis were English, but I think um, Instruction were Canadian. I believe. I'm not sure. But yeah, is they, Instruction or in Instruction? Yeah, I think they were in Cade, oh, uh, Canadian. Yeah, they're really good. So um, obviously you have got this new album. What's the uh, reception like uh, been like for the album? Uh, it's been good. You know, it's um, it's always difficult just because there's um, you know, everyone in their band, everyone in their mother's got a band these days, and uh, <laughs> trying to trying to cut through, but uh, and 
get things noticed is sometimes difficult. But yeah, I mean, uh, we've it's gotten some good reviews from uh, some local or from U.S. and I guess yeah, from uh, U.S. press. So that's been good. I'd say uh, all of our releases have have at least gotten favorable reviews. Um, so that's been good. And I'd say this album too is kind of uh, it's definitely reached more people than our past stuff so that's been exciting like our um it's been getting a lot more streams and airplay um than our last album so that's been that's been exciting it always feels like if uh you know you want to be making progress with each release absolutely um, yeah and so definitely definitely yeah. seems to be heading in the right direction yeah it's just it's just keep plugging away isn't it? and hoping the right person's in the right place at the right time that's, that's right uh, that's the way it feels, I'm afraid. Right, uh, we're going to finish up with a few uh, quick, simple little questions, just just silliness, and uh, we'll start with this one. If you could replace one musician and play their part in a song, what music? What musician would it be, and what song? So, like, not my band. You're talking about just any yeah. band. So, there. so you could session. Say you could replace Roger Taylor, and you could session on. Uh, bohemian rhapsody or something like that if you could if you could take yourself back into history and replace a musician to say yeah mm-hmm. I'll, I'll play that bit uh i always um well when i was a kid uh so george harrison had a solo album called wonderwall that was like all indian ravi shankar type stuff <laughs> yeah that was released in like 67 or something but it's all largely instrumental I've always, uh, when I was like in middle school or something, I would write lyrics over it. <laughs> but I, I guess it would have been cool to, to gone back and like provide vocals to that. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so the secret, uh, the secret lyricist to George Harrison's uh, Indian instrumental album, fantastic. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, we, we, we'll do this one now. It's like we'll do five of these. It's uh, first and last. So there'll be questions of like the first time you did something, or the last time you did something. So. Uh, we'll start with the first instrument you bought. Uh, drum set. Drum set. Do you remember what, what, which one it was, what, what it was called, what it looked uh, like? It was a Percussion Plus five-piece kit. It was a, yeah, um, snare, bass, yeah. drum, toms, you know, standard rock kit, I guess. Do you, do you still own it or is it gone? Oh, yeah, it's long gone. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the same. My, my my first guitar. I absolutely love my first guitar as well, and it's gone. I'm afraid. Never mind. Um, the last CD you bought? The last CD I bought. Um, it would be um, this band called Volk out of Nashville, Tennessee. I think I've heard of them. Why have I heard of them? They actually did a European tour not too long ago. It's like that a might, two, that might be war, yeah. They're like a two-piece uh, cowboy punk band. Oh right, okay. Yeah, no, they're they're front. We play with them sometimes, uh, but I I think I bought their CD last time we played with them. Brilliant. Uh, okay, the first time you played live, do you remember the venue? And uh... yeah, it was a it was a battle of the bands. In middle school, <laughs> I've had that answer a couple of times now. Actually, yeah, a lot of people yeah. do. Yeah, really. Did you win? We got third. Oh, that's not bad. That's that's so, that, that's all right. That is. Um, all right, we'll go it was, with. It was kind of one of those things where uh, 
the winners were decided by like audience votes. So oh, right, okay. whoever brings the most people. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the last song you learned to play? <laughs> Thank you for being a friend by Andrew Gold. <laughs> <laughs> From the Golden Girls. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. That is the best answer I've had on this this, this section so far. That is that's brilliant. Uh, any reason behind that, or did you just fancy uh, to played? We thought it'd be funny to start throwing into our sets. Fantastic, yeah. brilliant. Um, what was the first chord you learned to play? That's a good question. Power chord. A power chord. Do you remember which one? Oh, I mean, I think I was just taught that if you put your fingers on these strings, you can make any, just these two fingers, you can make any chord. Because I, I, I first started learning to play music, I guess I was like learning Nirvana songs and stuff. So it was yeah. just... I struggled, so I, was, I struggled so much with power chords when I was first learning to play guitar. And then somebody showed me how to play a power chord and I just went, oh my God, how did I not get that? It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What was the last song you listened to? Um, last song I listened to. That's a tough one. I don't remember. Um, I'll just throw something out there. Um, Pressure to Party by um, Julia Jackson. Okay. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that one. I'll have to check that one out. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll go with... Um, we'll, we'll call this the last one. And we'll go with... And um, well, the first time you were in a studio, do you remember the first time you did that? Yeah, I was in, uh, it was like the summer after my fr- ninth grade year of high school. All right. Um, we uh, had a band that, yeah, we, uh, we went in uh, to record some songs before one of our guys was getting sent off to boarding school. So we were trying, <laughs> we were trying to get our, get our music down for posterity. Yeah. That's that's cool. That's a good. That's a good reason to go in and, and record some music. That is, yeah. and we'll uh, we'll finish on with the last gig you attended. Uh, like like the last someone else's show I went to. Yeah. Um, like uh, it doesn't matter if it's like a local band or something. Um, my my last gig I went to see uh, a band called Elvana, which was Elvis and Nirvana smashed together. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't very good, to be honest. We, we, we left after a few songs. Uh, I went and saw a friend of mine's band uh, last Wednesday called The State of Secretary. Nice. Um, at the Poor House in Raleigh, North Carolina. Cool. Were they any good? Yeah, they're cool. It was, I, I think it was like their second show. Um, wow. Um, cool. Yeah, that was, that was solid. Brilliant. So, uh, if our listeners want to catch up with you guys and stalk you on social media and find you on Spotify and all that, where can they do that? Uh, yeah, like uh, facebook.com slash thirsty curses, twitter.com slash thirsty curses, instagram.com slash thirsty underscore curses. Um, and then, Which yeah, we're all. A bit. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, I guess the one that beat us to the punch on that one. But, um, yeah, and then just we're on all the streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Music, all that jazz. Um, yeah, we have we have a YouTube channel too with uh, several music videos up there. Um, fortunately, our uh, our name with the only Thirsty Curses out there is not a, <laughs> there's not like a board game or anything called Thirsty <laughs> Curses. So if you find Thirsty Curses on the web, that'll be us. Brilliant. Okay, well, Wilson from uh, Thirsty Curses, thank you very much for your time. Hey, thanks for having me. It was fun. Oh, yeah.
this was probably my favourite song out of all the three. What did you guys think over Yondin, Chicago? I fully agree. Out of the out of the three, this one, something about this, and I've been str- racking my brain to try to figure out what it reminded me of, but it took me back to college for some reason. And, like, I was immediately transported back to my dorm in my room listening to music on my, you know, Winamp player or whatever. Uh, it, it's... I like a little bit more of the raw sound. Like, any, anytime you have something that's a bit underproduced, I think sometimes if it's done right, it can give you a lot of unexpected personality. And for this one a lot of the band's personality came out because it was a little bit more raw, and I thought that was... I, I, there's a lot of honesty to that. Yeah, I... At first, within the first few bars, I was like, is this a ska song? Like, I kind of got that vibe of just something that was... Un- this is definitely the most unique of the three uh, three songs that we listened to, and I was just kind of enthralled just by listening and being like, cool, what's going to happen next? It was It was definitely a nice change just musically, um, from the other three or for the other two, and um, again, definitely not my typical. I think with all these songs, they're not typically in my wheelhouse of what I'd be like. Yeah, I want to listen to that one, but when I hear it, I can really appreciate it, I- appreciate what it is. And whereas I was telling Justin before we uh, hopped on here that if you would ask me this in high school, I'd been like, "Fuck these bands, they, they aren't what I like." <laughs> but now as an adult, I'm like, I, I was like patting myself on the back. I'm always looking at Justin for approval. I'm like, I'm doing better now. I can appreciate music outside of my wheelhouse. Our I'm boys, doing I don't well. Up. <laughs> I'm adulting. <laughs> so, what is your music? What would you typically listen to? Uh, nowadays, my big ones are kind of, I, I usually say, typically is uh, alternative rock. Uh, I'm really into some of the math rock stuff, like Tiny Moving Parts. Um, I like bands like um, The Wonder Years, obviously Blink-182, Senses Fail, For You're Strong. So kind of a, kind of in that scene of like pop punk into some just sort of more of the, the rockish and math rock sort of stuff. Okay. What, what about, about you? you? <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't remember. I don't know if it's Justin speaking the first time or if it was Doug. So I'll just say, and uh, what, what about you? And now the other guy. And now the, and now other, the other guy. Uh, yeah, the other American. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I'm the worst type of person when you ask me this because I'm the one that goes, I kind of like a little bit of everything, you know. Uh, I can't really define a style that I like. But I would have to say that I'm, I lean more towards, I was raised on classic rock. Like, so my dad made me, I, w- I grew up with, uh, like Creedence Clearwater Revival, uh, The Beatles, Stones, Zeppelin, that kind of like a little bit grungier, a little bit just kind of just rock and roll. Um, and so that's really where I lead to. Like modern bands is more like the Foo Fighters, things like that. Um, so again, a little bit of a, a stretch as far as these three go. This this last one, though, would be something that I would buy like for sure. Like this, 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 this scratches some itch that I didn't know I had. Yeah, th- this one was a bit of a weird one for me. It's... Um, <laughs> The music behind it was they've obviously got so many different uh, inspirations as far as their work's concerned, but it all comes together beautifully in the in the track. And to be honest, I need to listen to some more of their stuff because if this is anything to go by, their other stuff should be good as well. I'd have thought. I agree. Tell me about them, Wayne. Since since you spoke to him. Yeah, I spoke to. <laughs> I mean, I edited it today, so I should I should remember. But I've got a seven second memory. Oh God, you have. I, I, mine's even worse than yours. I, I spoke to the fella, and I don't actually know his name now. Thirsty. Worse than <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thirsty. Mr. Yeah. Curses. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor <much>. Thirsty. <laughs> uh, 
See, you can't remember any of the chats you had with him. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I don't need to play it back. The listeners have already I'm, heard I'm, I'm, it. I'm just... <laughs> no, can't find it. Yeah, <clears throat> the, uh, the um, interesting chat with him. I, I, when I spoke to him, because I've listened to the whole album, because uh, when you sent me the song through, was, this song is brilliant. So I listened to the whole album. It's such a multi-genre, the, the album is. You, you go from like sort of... Um, post-punk right the way through to sort of gypsy swing and then this one sits right in the middle of both you've got that sort of post-punky you know bounce along with the sort of gypsy swing feel to it along with his lyrics and <clears throat> speaking to the guys you know he's he's coming from a place that they've, they've had some dark times as, as many bands do you know with uh, substance abuse and alcohol abuse and things like that they're an interesting band it, it's crazy to me that bands like this um don't get more anything. You know, you were saying it's, it's difficult to get out there and it's difficult to, to make a name for yourself. You know, 3,000 monthly listens, that's all these guys get. And they seem to, you know, it's one of them, they warrant more, you know, and I asked him about what they're like on stage and he said, they were, you know, I mean, you've just heard it, he said they, they were lively, you know, they, they get up there and in your face. Because it's the kind of music it is. It's it's going to draw on everything it's worth to, to put a show on. Yeah, absolutely loved it. I listened to it again today uh, for the first time in a week and realised that the start, the piano start, is very similar to City of Stars from La La Land. It's just a bit quicker with a few different notes. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, interesting chat. It was a, it's, a, it's a fantastic song. Love it. And like um, I think you were saying, Justin, that it's, it might have been Doug, sorry. One of you, uh, one of you got said it. <laughs> one, of them, it's, it's one, one of those Americans. Yeah. We all it's, sound alike. It's, <laughs> it's, it's underproduced. But because it's underproduced with such brilliant musicianship, it feels natural. You know, it feels like you could go and see this band tomorrow and they would sound exactly the same as that. You know, with no bells and whistles, it'd be exactly the same coming through. Yeah, I don't know why, but it, in, to me, it invokes sort of like black painted floorboards that have splintered a bit uh, in a in a bar that smells of three day old whiskey and beer. <laughs> with these guys on stage with a couple of lights that don't work, I don't know why. I just they should do a video <laughs> to this song with with that sort of imagery. Yeah, really That's good, cool. really good I chat as well. I love that. No, that makes sense. Cool. Um, as for what you were saying about the work warranting more listens it deserves more listens I, th- I think it's just the industry now it's just so saturated and so big you can probably it be is. the best you can be the best music musician in the world and you just it's, it's, it's become a lottery i think i was watching some youtube um, videos because i was wondering how people are promoting their their work now and you've got people trying to tell people how to promote their work and you you, you can't you you can have i don't it's like You've got. I'm not even saying anything. I'm just making noises. Um, <laughs> you sound like you're McKellen in a film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a lottery. Um, you've got people like us who are trying to help artists, but in uh, oh fuck off. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think it is just about being in the right place at the right time or knowing the right people in the right places I think but if you really love the music it shouldn't matter anyway you know, you're doing it for the love of the music and not for the fame and the money yeah. that's why we've gone into podcasting because we want to become rich and famous 
<laughs> quite so, quite so we decided <laughs> I would say it's not too unsimilar from the podcast side of things. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the same at the moment. Can have a podcast. It's like, how are you standing out? It's like, we're not. We're just doing it because we love to do it. <laughs> yeah, we just love to talk. And yeah. we hope people like to listen. Plus, because obviously we've all been musicians, that, that there's, a, there's a saying in England, I don't know if they, they say it in America, but if you, uh, if you can't do it, teach or talk about it. So that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're not we doing it anymore. very similar. <laughs> we're not doing it, so we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going, going back to what you were saying, Richard, about how difficult it is to make it in the industry. I mean, going back... 20 years when I was playing guitar it was difficult just to get a gig 20 years ago and times moved on you know and places have closed down it's not as easy even to get a gig anymore let alone to get noticed and signed and being signed doesn't really you know what I'm saying is if you're in a band and you want to make it you've got to put three times more effort in than you did 20 years ago and you've got to be three times as good you know being signed don't mean shit today because the the record labels don't really do much anymore and Back then, it was actually, do you know what, when we was in the band, it was even harder because we didn't have what we've got now on the internet to distribute all our work. We had to go out and play gigs and sell CDs and everything. And Yeah, but neither did every other band, that's what I'm saying. We've all got this at our disposal now. It's, it's one of them where, because you can't sell CDs anymore, all you've got is merchandise. Well, the, the record companies have cotton onto that. What I'm saying is you've got to, just from my end, going out and seeing festivals and seeing bands play live, the standard is so high that it dwarfs me to even think about picking my guitar up again because I was never that good to begin with. And versus these guys are out there now, it it'd be like it'd be like taking a ukulele to a orchestra and trying to compete <laughs> with these people who have done you know concertos. That's what it that's what it feels like. Such to Such a anyway. random comparison, <laughs> but somehow it fits but so it makes, well. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> So, real quick, you, so you guys have been doing this for three plus years at this point in time. No, we haven't even uh, come to our third year yet. Cool. Well, three we're going to say three teams. years. We're going to round up yeah. three years. And <laughs> in this time, you've seen obviously a lot of new artists and things like that. You guys are promoting them. And we, we kind, of, kind of talking about making the music industry. If you had to give a new artist, they just hand you the stuff. If you had to give them some advice to be like, this is, this is what we'd recommend for you and things like that, what, what would you give them? It depends on the artist, because some artists, you just want to say to them, you might be best off just getting a normal job. Really? Would <laughs> Whereas, you say that to somebody? Yeah, if I'm that <laughs> bad. And we do get some that are really that bad. Uh-huh. Um, but then you get some others, like uh, Alex Sid, who we had on last week, or we have, uh, and he's got like 50-odd monthly listens, and he's amazing. He does work for TV, for movies. Wow. And it's like, why have you got such... You know, small numbers, it makes no sense. Yeah. We had these guys from Italy, uh, the Peak Jacks, some of the best music we heard that year, and they don't have many followers. Again, it's just a lottery, and if I couldn't really give them any advice other than carry on doing what you're doing and hope for the best. Just keep putting your music out, and there's nothing else you can really do. Just do and it because you love it, basically? Yeah, basically, and hopefully, well, obviously, we've got over, we've got over thirty thousand followers now. Hopefully, in about two or three years' time, we'll have over a hundred thousand. The more, the more famous we get, famous. Mm-hmm. I don't need his word famous, but the more, <laughs> the more popular we get, the more listeners we get, means that more listeners will be listening to them also. So, yeah. in, get onto radio, get onto podcasts. 
because I, I think that's one way forward. My, my advice is simpler than that. My advice is... Oh, shut up. Is, don't, don't be cynical and think you're going to get a record deal. Go out yeah. there and fucking enjoy it because that's what you're doing it for in the first place. You're not doing it to be rich and famous. Good. You're doing it because you fucking love playing an instrument. So just go out there and do it. If you've got something, it'll be noticed. And just, yeah. you know, if you feel like it's there, fucking plug it. Give it to everybody because if it's good, we'll all love it. And that's the way it works. I think that's the the go out and do it because you enjoy it. I think it's so easy to see when someone is having fun on stage or either in a play or being a musician, like whatever they're doing, if if they're truly enjoying it, it's so it's so easy to see that. And I think those are the people who really rise above and it's the ones who are going out and doing it more for the grind of it. Those people, it's harder to watch. And I feel like a lot of those people don't necessarily make it. I think just to add on to that, too, um, there was a comedian who once I listened to who said they were asking for advice from an, an, a, a veteran comedian, like, hey, what do I need to do you know, to be great? And they said, be undeniable. Be undeniably good. So in that situation, you know, as you guys have kind of mentioned, a couple of other people are like, these guys are fantastic. If they're enjoying doing what they're doing and they're doing it really, really well at some high-class stuff, you know, then – Either it will happen or it won't, but at least they'll be doing it and they'll be undeniably good. People can look at that and be like, that's a fantastic guitarist, singer, whoever. Like, it's 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 a fact that they're good. And if they're doing it because they love it, then that's just I – think, I think you're right, uh, Wayne. Just doing it because you want to do it, you love it, and be good. And at that point, you know, just see what happens. It's, um, a lot of the advice that we could give to artists, we could give to podcasters. We get a lot of podcasters asking us, you know, how do we do this, how do we do that, and um – I think the, the advice is pretty much the same. You know, you've got to have fun, you've got to enjoy it. And I think if you have fun, you enjoy it. The listeners will have fun and they'll enjoy it as well. If you stood on stage or miserable and just not really into it, there's no reason why the crowd's going to get into it. That's what, an, exactly. another reason why I liked your podcast, because you can tell you're enjoying it, you know, you get into it, you, you have a laugh, and I think the listeners will engage with that. Whereas you can get some other podcasters, they'll try and do the same thing, and they'll sound like dirges, and it's boring, and I don't <laughs> mean to put other podcasters down, but... You know, cheer up a bit. <laughs> just just going, going back to what you were saying before, we've been to a fair few gigs lately and you can tell the bands who are doing it for the love of it and the cynical bastards who want to get signed. You can see it mm-hmm. on fucking stage, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it shines. It just, it, it, it's like a fucking light bulb being switched on if somebody's enjoying it. If they're not enjoying it, you're going to the bar. Because you're not enjoying it either. You know, it's that simple. That's one of the worst feelings too. Like when you're in that as either as like the audience member and you can tell they're not enjoying it. It's just, it's such a weird feeling. You're like, oh, this is, we're, we're lying to ourselves right now. We're all, we're all, we're <laughs> pretending that this is cool and it's not. And that's just such a weird. And I think, I think the clinical term is icky. It's an icky feeling <laughs> to be in that environment. Yeah. Yes. Makes you right. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. We're going to move on to our next round. Our special round. Is it the round. best part of the show? It's, it's is the, the best, best part. part. Of, it's the best part of the show. But I've just been editing the last one that's coming out, going out tomorrow, and uh, I've got rid of this section because it was too long. Oh no! So, but I'll, I'll keep it in this time. I'll keep it in this time. So we've got yes, the uh, the the wild card. Oh, nice. 
Right. Uh, you, you, you familiar with the uh, wild card? Was that was that in the episode I sent over? Yes, it was. We're okay. Excited. So I've done the random generator number thing through all the artists that have sent music. We've had a couple hundred people send music on Twitter. And I've got someone called Ames. Two words, one word? <clears throat> Just that, yeah, two words, Ames. Okay, let's, hope, let's, a, let's hope that doesn't represent their music. Uh, <laughs> the song is called Fade Away. Um, 9,747 listens on Spotify. <laughs> One song. Oh, you found them on Spotify? Yeah. Has it got Fade Away on there? It has. Is that the one? Okay, we'll play that then. Yeah. I'm going to play it down the microphone the so I don't have to... bios. Have you got a bio? Because I haven't. The smallest, the smallest of bios it is. Read it out then. It doesn't really sound. It says, budding Minneapolis duo Amos combines seemingly effortless harmonies with minimalistic instruments... <clears throat> uh, sorry, minimalistic instrument instrumentals to create. A Does that mean they can't play the instrument very well? <laughs> <laughs> Only one way to find to out. A, to create a gentle and dreamlike sound. I'm so excited. Here we go. Thank you. 
Very poetic oh. that fade away ended in a fade away. Yes, I didn't pick up on that, but yes, <laughs> very, tr- <laughs> very true. Um, still playing. So that was Fade Away by Amos. I I like this. I, I was quite surprised that they obviously in the bio they state that it's minimalistic uh, in terms of instrumentation and I don't know if like I said before if that's because they, they can't play very well and it was very minimalistic they've got a ukulele with simple chords they've got a keyboard which sound like sounded like the strings on a Korg keyboard or something and with you know again simple chords but because of the the song they've created over the top of it with their vocals it's it was quite breathtaking I thought what did you think Wayne oh that's beautiful isn't it yeah, it? a thing of beauty. It's just a I good example when... of you don't have to be the. Be- I mean, maybe they are really good at musicians, and but they prove that you don't actually have to be if you want to produce an amazing song. Or maybe it's because they're such good musicians that they knew how to make it so minimalistic and still make it really good. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I appreciate the simplicity of it. I remember when I've made poor attempts to make songs i'd always try to overcomplicate it and then i hear a song like this i'm like it's the elements are very basic but it's very beautiful the vocals are great the harmonies are awesome and um of course me i've i'm just looking like in my mind this thinking visually what would this go with like in a scene in a tv show or a movie like what's happening and it would fit perfectly like i was thinking of uh garden state with Zach Braff, like that movie he made years ago, like that's a perfect fit, and that kind of movie, like it's it's very very beautiful, it's very thoughtful, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, their their harmonies were just were absolutely spot on. It was like angelic, if you will. It kind of transcended mm-hmm. you to a new place. It was it was that they're a group that I would absolutely seek out more from, um, and also that's back to what Wayne was saying. There's your ukulele and your strings together. <laughs> there, <laughs> yeah. right, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's very strange because they've only got one song on Spotify, which I'm guessing was done in 2019, and they've got 38, 38.9 thousand listeners, which is which is quite good considering they've only got one song on there. So they again, they must I don't know what they've done. They're quite attractive. That might help. <laughs> <laughs> the the thing about the song completely is that the minimal instrumentation we've had this quite a few times it's there to guide the song it's their vocal that is the body of this song completely mm-hmm. it's there to Definitely. drag you in you know saying you know music is a visual art as 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 well as it being you know an audible uh, art this for me like you say I, I mean i love garden state it's, it's fucking brilliant but this for me is two people in a crowded part art being in their space together and everything else fading away Oh, just being I in the space it. together, you know. That's what he's, you know. And I think the lyrics sort of convey that as well. You know, I mean, the the synth, the way it swells, the way you know, it it gives a sort of breath to the song. You know, a, a in incendiary sort of heartbeat, as it were. And it's adding this sort of mystical body to it. I think that's fantastic. Like you said, the the, the ukulele is is very minimalistic. It's there 
almost as a, a metronome. It, but it sounds fantastic. Yeah, the, but, yeah. You, the, the, the musical instrument, the ukulele, almost somehow becomes a, uh, a rhythm instrument, isn't it? But yeah, it's, mm. it does. It, it is yeah. very good. I was very surprised by it. In fact, yeah. I might try and get them on a, try and get an interview with them or something. You absolutely, absolutely. should. Yeah. There's a bit in the second verse and it's really minimal. And I, I thought it was fucking brilliant. They use a bit of delay and reverb on reverb. Oh, a bit of reverb. <laughs> a bit of reverb. <laughs> uh, some delay and reverb on their voice. And it's only for about five seconds, but it gives that part of the song a bit of weight, a bit of depth, something else that takes it a bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what else these guys have got. Anything to add, lads? I was just going to say, like, for them to say minimal instrumentation, I, I I mean, to me, like, they had the ukulele and the synth, but, like, their voices, that is, that's the instrumentation for, like, those clearly are their instruments. Their strongest instruments are their voices. Yeah, it's, yes, that's the bulk of the song, isn't it? And I was going to add, uh, when I went to grad school for music, for music business, I wanted to be a producer, but the way that Wayne just described that song in such an articulate and obviously, a, a very uh, practice musician way was the reason why I stopped because I'm like I can't I don't hear songs that way, so I was like <laughs> oh, I can't well, do this. Much. So neither does he. He's just oh. pretentious. <laughs> well, it sounded very articulate to me. So thank you, sir. <laughs> I'm pretentious, and he's fucking jealous. It's the way it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, the other surprising thing about this is, as Wayne will tell you, my one of my pet hates, mm-hmm. and it really is a pet hate, is strings on a synth. I hate it mm. with a passion so much. It should never should never be done. You you can't produce strings on on a synth. They they, they can't do the the backward and forward motion thing properly. It doesn't sound like strings. However, on this, even though it doesn't sound like strings, it almost feels like an ocean. In the background, mm, yes. and it does work, and I, I hate to say it, but it, it works so well. And I'm going to have to edit that out because <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'll keep it in. The thing about I know what you mean. The the definitely, I felt like the ocean. I was I was thinking beach and things when I was hearing that. Like I felt like rhythmic, like a wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, so I totally agree with you. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. The, the thing about. Strings on a synth are. If you're trying to emulate strings on a synth, they will sound fucking shit. Full stop. It's not. It's not an orchestra. You know, you can do it, but it's always going to sound emulated. They're not trying to emulate strings. I don't think they're just going for that sort of vibe. There's obviously some modulation on the string sample. You know, it's got phase on it. It's got that lovely washy um, sort of. It's tremoloic, but it's not tremolo. That sort of sound. It's it's you know it gives it like you say that wave sound where the the musical feature of it is up and down constantly and moving back and forth. It's never in the same place. It always it's moving all the time. It's it's fucking brilliant. They're a verified artist on Spotify. I'm not sure what that means, but mm, good for them. Good for them. Yeah, <laughs> we we can't get verified on shit. <laughs> Not for lack of choice, you know. Instagram won't verify us. Twitter don't verify anybody anymore. And it's not going to do anything for me. It's just nice to tell people I'm verified, but I'm not. I want that fucking blue check. Yes. And don't pretend you haven't tried looking for it either, because you have. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm a podcaster. I deserve this blue tick. <laughs> I, I'm, an inf- I'm an influencer, I'm don't an you know? <laughs> I influence tens of people. <laughs> I'm, I was very fine, but I had some antibiotics. It's all cleared up now. <laughs> oh, Wayne. <laughs> right, okay, that's that's enough. I've had enough. We're doing no more, no more music. That's those are your people. So yeah, check out all of our artists that have been on. They're all very good. They're all lovely. So check them out. All the links in the show notes. And we're gonna just have a bit of a chat with our guests from the Mind Gap podcast. So tell us a bit about yourselves. What it is you do? You got it. So uh, our, like uh, Richie said, our podcast is Mind Gap Podcast. It all started uh, almost five years ago at this point. Uh, Justin and I used to work together, and we would get in these really long, kind of interesting debates. And one of the most famous ones were it was we had this giant whiteboard on our wall in our on our workplace, and uh, we spent three hours, uh, a completely unscientific way of debating how we thought time travel would work. And after those three hours, Justin turned to me and said, "I think we should do a podcast." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, I guess." So. It kind of evolved from there where essentially we are uh, a couple of nerds who talk about pop culture, we talk about movies, we talk about video games, we talk about music, really what's ever out there. And we try to, it's, it's almost like going out to the bar or a party with a friend and you kind of have those deep conversations and you just sort of go down what we call the mind gap or the rabbit hole. Right. Yeah, and it's it's we want our listeners to when when they're when they're listening, uh, we've had a few people tell us, which is we know we're doing our jobs right, is they've said, I wanted to, I was screaming into my phone that you guys were right about something or wrong about something and then I realized you couldn't hear me because I was listening to a pot. <laughs> we want we want people to feel like they're that engaged in the conversation that they're like, Oh, I have thoughts on this too and then they can't say it because you know, we're the ones with the microphones. Exactly. <laughs> you you do you do live sessions, don't you, where people can um Join in with we, conversations. We sure and do. Stuff. Uh, we do live on Twitch uh, when we record. Typically, it's on Tuesdays, uh, and we we go live and we have our folks uh, hop in if they want to contribute. They can. In fact, uh, the episode we actually just recorded today, we have someone very much hopped in and gave us their thoughts on stuff, and it was an absolute blast. So, um, yeah, we 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 love interacting with folks when they come on and give us our thoughts, uh, give us the, their thoughts on how they feel about whatever we're chatting about. Awesome, and yeah, you. Definitely check them out. I mean, I'm not a fan of Star Wars. It's not that I'm not a fan. I've just never really bothered with it. But you're that that good at what you do. You almost got me wanting to watch Star Wars after the last episode I listened to. That's very powerful. And let me just add on that. You don't have to. Okay. I I won't. It's worth it. I won't. uh, (laughs) That's very high praise. And we we thank you for that. That's fine. Yeah, so uh, if, if our listeners, and I urge our listeners to do so, if they want to find you, where can they do that? So we're on all social media, at MindGap Podcast. We also have a YouTube channel, uh, MindGap Podcast, where we post all of our episodes, as well as some other videos we work on. And we're also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Podcast. It's where you can find us uh, at all times, and uh, we'd be happy to, to chat with anybody. Excellent. So, yeah, check them out uh, on all of those links that I'll leave in the show notes also. <coughs> so, yeah, just want to, before we go, just say thank you for taking time out and joining us. Thank you guys for, for inviting us. This has been uh, it's been a blast. I, we've, this is the, I would 
honestly uh, rather spend the afternoon no other way. I couldn't agree more. This is so much fun chatting music, checking out new artists. It's the absolute best, and uh, I can't wait to uh, share your podcast with other folks as well. So thank you for making the time with us. No, thank you. And uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. Be good. Absolutely. Yeah, pleasure doing all that, fellas. Awesome. Thank you so thank much. So, yeah, with that, uh, that's it then. So, um... How do, how do we usually finish this when we don't have an artist, Wayne? You tell everybody where they can fucking find us, my mom. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> so, yes, of course, you can also find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Spreaker, on Spotify, on yeah, everywhere. Just type in YHHTMPC into Google or you haven't heard this music podcast, you will find us. Um, it's been awesome. I've been Richie. I've been Wayne. And they've been... Doug and Justin. Thank you for listening. If indeed you still are. Goodbye. Goodbye.
But it's been so long I almost forgot It's good to be loved Dunkin' Refreshers are the perfect way to get a little more out of your day. With more tropical flavors like new mango pineapple and more ways to get glowing. Available with green tea, coconut milk, or lemonade. You've got what you need to make the most out of every moment. Even the ones spent stuck in traffic. <sighs> what a beautiful day. Sip into all your favorite Dunkin' Refreshers like new mango pineapple. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Additional charges may apply. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.